Big Inside number 32, June 16, 2008. Coming up right now on The Big Inside, in two million years of humanity, none of us has ever been in shape until CrossFit. Well, at least that's what CrossFit experts seem to be claiming. Well, we're going to talk about this supposed second coming of fitness salvation with John Gilson of CrossFit Boston. And uh, we're going to talk about the goods and bads of CrossFit brand training. That's at 20 past the hour. Weigh in on the discussion by calling 617-237-1234. Also coming up in today's loose news, if it's one thing you can say about those Iraqis, those guys are diesel. Find out why in the news. Meanwhile, win a month's free membership at a Boston gym today just by calling in. And at the end of the hour, find out which baseball player's private parts have gone belly up. All that and more this hour. So compressing 2,000 years of fitness wisdom into about an hour of bad puns, warm up your ears because this week's Physique Challenge starts right now. It's Monday night. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym is the pump. And it's time once again. Put that freaking sandwich down. For the ultimate physical challenge. This is getting frustrating. It's the big inside. Why work out? You can pack muscles by taking drugs. This is the show that turns physique sports and physique performance. He was talking about my bodybuilding attire. Inside out. Our whole family is arguing over how to prepare soft-boiled eggs. Every Monday night at 5 o'clock. Maybe a light workout here and there. Interviews, facts, news, contest coverage, opinions, editorials. School is in. And, of course, some general mayhem. Talking and getting under people's skin. Concerning the world of physique sports. The idea is to show as much muscle as possible. And athletic performance. Seems to be working for you. And now, coming to you from deep inside the world of physique training. You can tell I have a lot of fat on you still. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN. He works out every single day for an hour, six days a week. And I'll be your host. Don't you talk to me. Welcome to... Oh, right. I made that up. The Big Inside. Ah, welcome to the Big Inside, also known as Fitness Matchmaking. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is the show that connects the physique world with the real world and turns them both inside out in the process. Whoever you are, pro athlete, average Joe Jim dude, or just some guy parked on a couch watching reality TV, no matter who you are, you're always doing something with your body, and this is the show where we discuss how real life and the real world connects back to your body, your sport, your health, your life, and why you should even care. We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with our luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way or getting lucky along the way. Last week, we had Sarah Stockwell. She was awesome. And Chris Chris Villani in the booth was just... Best guest you've had. (laughs) Just puppy dogging her on Total high point of the show. It was hilarious. Like, he didn't... Go back and listen to the show on TheBigInside.com. It's episode 31. It was a great interview with Sarah. She's very informative. She straightened out Chris's thing, but Chris is just like... I think the first 20 minutes, you weren't even there. You were just in la-la land. Well, yeah, usually I got to look at you, so it was definitely an upgrade. And then you got to see the large rock. Very large rock. That was crushing. Crushing. Large left-handed rock will do you in every time. A crushing blow. It's The Bachelor Show on TheBigInside.com. But actually today at 20 past the hour on The Big Deal interview, we're going to indoctrinate you into the cult of CrossFit. No, 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 no. A few weeks back, we did a review of the CrossFit fad and talked about the market and the whole thing and how it all works. And... Well, now we got to pay the piper. <laughs> Top trainer and business manager for CrossFit Boston, John Gilson, has barged in here and uh, joins. will be joining us to talk about this incredible trend and this brilliant training method called CrossFit and why none of us are even close to being in shape, he told me. No, he didn't tell me that. That's I'm exaggerating. Aren't I, I'm exaggerating for a fact, aren't I? You are exaggerating. A little bit. Just a little bit. We're gonna. This is going to be a very intellectual like debate, right? I can tell you're not 
prone to hyperbole at all. None. Uh, Chris, hyperbole at all? No? No, none. No, I'm, I'm not Mountain Dude today, so this will be after last week's little FCC debacle. Welcome back. Chris will be having his hand on the buzzer the entire time, because Lord knows we do swear like a trucker. To my defense, on that little whoopsie last week, I was reading someone's email, and uh, I'm so loyal to you, my fans, my important, incredible fans, that I will read almost anything you send me, apparently. Remember, call in at any point during the show, 617-237-1234, 617-237-1234. We're going to stop this show on a dime for your call. And uh, first-time callers, you know, you get a free T-shirt. But, hey, during the interview with John Gilson, we'll give you a free month membership to Revolution Fitness. That's right, free stuff. Call in today. They're our sponsor, the best little neighborhood gym in Boston, RevFitBoston.com. Meanwhile, though, we're going to go right into the news. We have good, good stuff today. Very good stuff today. I think I do. So, moving on. What do you think so far? What do you think? Is it good, John? This is probably the best radio show I've ever heard. <laughs> it's John Gilson joining me for the news. With a loose treatment of physique information like they were current events, and current events like it was physique information, these are the physique stories inside the news stories for the week ending June 16th, 2008. This is your not-quite-fit-yet-in-love-with-a-married-woman loose news. Top story... Iraq declares our biceps are like two weapons of mass destruction. Yes, bodybuilding is back in the Middle East as muscle building returns as a hot fad among Iraqi citizens. Now, we don't want to alarm anyone, but this is a story that's going to talk about how the gym industry is booming in Iraq. Uh, this popular, the popular trend is for actual bodybuilding. And the kicker is that steroids are completely legal in Iraq. Like, kind of like, you know, mass murder is completely... No. Uh, anyway, based on those disturbing facts alone, <laughs> shall we bring the boys home? You know, maybe. Anyway, we all know that bodybuilding is one of America's pop culture exports and arguably represents Americans' penchant for excess. So obviously, under Saddam Hussein's old rule, being a bodybuilder was akin to supporting American ideals. And no, no, it wasn't only the women in burqas. It was also the muscular guys. Well... Since Hussein's deposition, the gym, the gym industry has apparently boomed, and uh, gyms are springing up all over Baghdad and other major cities, and they're among the most thriving independent businesses in the country's new economy. Gym owners can sell, administer, and advise on steroids openly, though, and the craze for the perfect Iraq body is beginning to enter the common vernacular. Now that the governmental oversights have been alleviated there in Iraq, we can expect to see stronger, leaner, more diesel Iraqis emerge. This is easily one of the most... Disturbing stories you've ever had on, on the big inside. In a related story. It's good. It's good because we know they're not going to be fit. R- right. Because right. they're not CrossFit. Right. Because there's no CrossFit Boom. in Iraq. And now we're getting to the point of the show. <laughs> in a related story. In a charming story of culture swap reversal. Bodybuilding mecca Venice Beach, California has seen a massive upturn of new gyms opening, which offer the new fitness craze cardio car bombing. Financial <laughs> analysts anticipate this demand trend to continue considering that these facilities just don't stay open very long. Next story from the Dermatological News Department. Hey, Pizza Face, pick up the ball! Just when you thought they had run out of possible diagnoses for our craziness here in the sports world, here comes dermatological social anxiety. The long and short is that people who have bad acne will be less likely to play sports than their clear-skinned athletic counterparts. The study was conducted by Dr. Martin uh, Standage, 
from the School for Health at the University of Bath in the United Kingdom. And the study used test subjects. Oh, good gum. The study used, I don't believe this, used test subjects from an acne anxiety support group. Well, gee, those aren't, that's not skewed data at all. No data seemed to be gathered from the, from the similarly, uh, similarly gathered clear-skinned and loving it club, making us wonder about the hypothesis. It, there's no argument, of course, that, you know, anxiety disorders exist. People got them, right? People get crazy. No doubt the pressure of appearances is a root cause, but can we boil non-activity down to a problem pimple <laughs> get it <laughs> why are the lights out in the booth chris ah anyway. i don't even want to witness this and it's I, radio <laughs> it's the lights out we we are skeptical to uh dr martin standage's findings that acne prone people are less likely to be athletic however the goal here was to determine tactics to help acne sufferers be more active and we at the big inside suggest you know that one way to get them on board is maybe not single them out you know what i mean that might be good for starters. And a related story. Put on the Clearasil really vigorously. Right. Get at it. A- an athletic. Do they have that in CrossFit? Athletic Clearasil Yes, I'm sure. Absolutely. We do it right in between the uh, the jumping jacks and the bicep curls. <laughs> Making CrossFit superior to every other method. And a related story. The, ac- the study on acne sufferers and resistance to sports was initiated by private companies after their first quarter financial income reports showed a heavy loss due to down ticket sales for the annual Oxy-10 Neutrogena Triathlon. Now, (laughs) some more political body news. The Dietary Supplement Caucuses held for Congress. The nation's top leaders in the supplement industry meet for a series of advisory meetings with the U.S. Congress. Uh, You smell that? Smell that? Something smells like lobbyists in here. The stench is wafting over from two of the largest supplement industry trading associations. Council for the, the the Council for Responsible Nutrition and the Natural Products Association of America they they got together and hosted a series of lunches well uh, lunches supplements whatever for the congressional staff at the Congressional Dietary Supplement Caucus it is currently estimated by Nutrition Business Journal that over 150 million Americans more than 150 million Americans you people out there use dietary supplements annually and total sports supplement sales in the United States grew eight percent to how much how much do you think. John, how much do you think? Uh, $1.4 billion. That is very close. $2.5 billion. Wow. You were only... Like a billion dollars. Right, exactly. You were, you, were, you were not even a national deficit away. What about the sales in Iraq, though? If we add those, oh, we've got to be close. $19.2 billion. Don't quote me on that, people. Don't send me emails about the supplement sales in Iraq. With those kinds of market numbers, the FDA and other government agency, agencies always have their hands full trying to wade through the gray area issues surrounding safety, supply and demand, and ethical conduct of businesses around supplements. The aim of this caucus was to help educate con- congressional staff on the primary issues in the industry and keep them informed in the long run. And of course, it's probably also to buy them out, but that doesn't sound half as pleasant as advisory caucus. So there will be two more such caucuses this year, followed by quarterly caucuses planned with each cup upcoming year in the future. In a related story, the Council for Responsible Nutrition and the Natural Products Association delivered praise for the big inside this week when they discovered I managed to get through the entire story without giggling about the word caucus. <laughs> that word, <laughs> caucus. Who came up with that? Good gum. And now, this week's John Cena report. Summer's here. Oh, and he's still got no talent. And that's this week's John Cena report. We'll keep you updated to details as they develop. From the dieting department... Whoops, I accidentally ate an entire Entenmann's chocolate cake. Seems that dietary psychologists show that one of the main causes for overeating is that you people are just not paying attention. (laughs) Here's a topic about overlooking that's usually overlooked. ScienceDaily.com reported on a story about Brian Wansink, PhD, 
a behavioral scientist at Cornell Food and Brand Lab. Whatever brand lab. But it's an Ivy League brand. I know. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, what is it? The hydrofoil, this craft cheese. No, brand lab. What's that? Anyway, they study, he was studying motives for overeating. Dr. Wansing's reports show that people tend to overeat when they are mindlessly, mindlessly eating. Just putting it in their mouth. Typically, like when you're watching TV or movies or other attention consuming behaviors. Listening to this show. Listening to this show. Exactly. I'm sure that you're all, I mean, Chris is drowning himself right now in <laughs> beef jerky. I had some spicy beef jerky before the air. My mouth is killing me. That's why, the, that's why this sounds so terrible. Watson reports that people will eat 40% more food, 40% more, while watching TV as compared to non-TV eating. Meanwhile, he also, shows, he also showed how people unconsciously tend to fill the plate that they're eating from regardless of size. So folks who use bigger plates, he said, serve up to 25 to 28% more food per serving. As compared to people who use a smaller plate. He's like, switch to a smaller plate. You'll eat like, Where did you get that from? Like 1987? No. I've heard this, that 15 times. Science proved it, though. This is like, no, because they say that. You know how it is. Yeah. It's not from yeah. a brand lab. It's not from a caucus. <laughs> <laughs> Here, this is from a caucus. Seems that much of it does seem like 82 news, though, doesn't it? it smaller does. plates, smaller bit, portions. Definitely. There's some Brenda Dixon action right there. Seems that... Much of your eating behaviors occur when you're not thinking about them, people. In a related story, although it was shown that people tend to eat more while, eat, while engaged with media, Wansing's studies showed that people consume less food while listening to The Big Inside. This is due to the violent cramping, loss of appetite, and uncontrollable vomiting, which typically ensues for listeners about 15 minutes into this show. Speaking of listeners, can we please do The Big Mouse? Please. He's talking at Pretty me. Please. He's like, blah, 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 blah. Wham, 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 wham. Yes, yes. As we mentioned, this week's Big Mouth are brought to you by Revolution Fitness in Boston, Massachusetts. One of the last full-scale neighborhood gyms in Boston. Revolution takes your exercise and fitness out of the corporate box gym notion. Wellness, nutrition, sports, training, functional dynamics, heavy lifting, yoga, Pilates, team training, seminars, classes, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on right here. Start your fitness and training revolution at Revolution Fitness 209 Columbus Ave in Boston. He's Re- got CrossFit equipment. And, and they do. It says it right here. I can't read everything. You know. Um... Wow, plug away. Our Big Mouth of the Week. This is, just so you know, John, these are the people who email us and, okay. and make fun of our show. But this is actually, this is embarrassing. This is not about last week, though. This is embarrassing. Though. Our Big Mouth of the Week is a dude who, who does have our back. It's a guy named Bob from Quincy. And he said, I just found your podcast and I've been listening to almost every show. <laughs> There's an embolism waiting to happen. <laughs> I've been listening to almost every show, still working on listening to the remaining. You're the bomb. Your show is great. I haven't seen a podcast since May 19th, though, he says. He has not seen a podcast on our site since May 19th. Please tell me that you have a few more shows forthcoming. I would just hate the thought that I just found it, only to lose it at the same time. I'm not a bodybuilder myself, but I've always admired and appreciated the fitness scene and lifestyle. Try to live it as best I can with a very busy job. I have to go to all over the world, he says. So he says, please give it the great work and let us know if there's going to be more shows soon. And he signs it, Good Gum. Well, Bob, I have to say thanks for sending this email because we didn't know they weren't getting uploaded. <laughs> so I go to the website today and I'm like, on the blood drained from my face. So we we um, we guarantee that they that everything, all the past shows since May 19th, will be up. This is high high tech radio and a tight operation. It wasn't you know my fault. It was definitely not your fault. Just want that for the record. If no. Bob lives in Quincy, you should just tune in on the radio. It, it was your fault that I cussed on the air during the Big Mouse last week. But it was not. That is also completely false. <laughs> you know what? On that note, why don't you take us to commercials? Because I'm about to start cussing and I need some some background music. When we come back, we're going to meet John Gilson from CrossFit Boston. 
And we're going to, uh, basically, I'm going to get grilled because I think I know everything about CrossFit, and clearly I don't. Stick around. You are listening to The Big Inside with Christian Mady every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on Boston Sports Station, 1510 The Zone. So I'm sitting here, like I suddenly hear the psychic psychic connection commercial, and and I look in, and Chris, what are you? You're eating like what are you? Like nuts and berry? What are you eating in there? Like little? I have a uh, I have a delicious cup of yogurt here. It's Ah. half strawberry. Have vanilla with blueberries mixed in and topped with granola. Wow. Good Sa- man. Just needs some protein. Sarah Stockwell. Take wherever, that. wherever you are, Sarah Stockwell. Anyway. That's right. She's my inspiration. <laughs> next you, week, Next week, we have Jenny Barry, who is a former American Gladiator. And How old is Jenny? Fitness Jenny is 27. How tall? She's in the box. Uh, she is five, I want to say five three. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Single? She is single for now. I would have stopped yeah, for asking now, until questions I, at American Gladiator. I'd be like, the, yeah, exactly. See? There you go. Well, you know, she didn't actually make it onto the show, but she was that, the, like, the uh, final. She's in a promo. You so see clearly her. she could destroy me. Which makes you excited, I know. Very excited. Yeah, she's going to pour that yogurt all over I can't yourself. wait till next Monday. But who we have this week is not is neither an American Gladiator nor a man into yo- yogurt caucuses. John Kilson. Hi, John. Hey, how are you? Thank you for interrupting my news. Absolutely. John is from the general the general manager, the business manager, what yeah, do you call you? Both actually. You, you, you do. I just do it all. Yeah, exactly. You mop. Yeah. You mop. Yeah. You mop. You're Somebody a vacuum guy. <laughs> general manager of CrossFit Boston. And uh he's got the CrossFit National Certification. I'm your USA Weightlifting Club. Were you a in USA track and field level one? First off, how many levels to track USA track and field? Uh, four hundred and twenty-two. Are there really? Actually, no, um, I have great. no idea. No, that would be I have great. No though. idea. <laughs> uh, with USA track and field, the the deal is basically that that you go and uh, they sit you down in a classroom. And uh, I'm sorry, USA track and field, that was you. Oh my! Already, we're starting the interview with a little bit of spice, a little spice jerky. Um, why did I eat that? My 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 mouth is. I'm salivating. I'm on fire. Uh, give me some of that yogurt. So, um, what did you? What was your thing with USA Track? I mean, do you a runner? Are you a sprinter? Are you a? Um, we sprint uh, absolutely. We you know, four hundred, eight hundred. We as a group, yes, I sprint. <laughs> I sprint my athletes. But I mean, sprint, was that your uh, background? Are you coming from the track and field field? No, my background's actually uh, banking. <laughs> Figures. No. Yeah. Um, we got a pro on. No, so USA Weightlifting. Now, were you a powerlifter as well? Uh, no, USA Weightlifting is Olympic Weightlifting. So right. That's the clean and jerk and the snatch. Ex- okay, yep. Yeah. I, we've been told that a hundred times by all the people we've had on here. And but still. I just felt like tossing it sideways <laughs> and seeing if you're also a powerlifter. Olympic Weightlifting, are you competitive or are you just a just coach? I've trained? competed on the local level. Okay. I, 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 uh, I have competed. That not, would be the non-Olympic level? Just that would be the non-Olympic level with most of the other <laughs> Americans, yeah. Slam me, slam you back. All right. So, and then you have the CrossFit National Certification. Now, let's begin on the CrossFit, shall we? So that I, before, before, like, I start getting out my stump here, what is CrossFit? I know you get that all the time, and you probably have some scripted answer. So give us the scripted answer. Sure. I, it, well, the reason that we've got a scripted answer is it's, it's a very broad uh, base of, of physical activities. Right. And so without a scripted answer, I could just blather on forever. But it's basically a combination of that Olympic weightlifting, okay. uh, track and field. So we're talking about sprinting uh, in a limited context throwing and uh, gymnastics. Limited context that you're throwing or limited context? Throwing. Throwing. Throwing Stuff. is in a fairly limited context. Okay. But, okay. Uh, also gymnastics and and we take that to have a fairly broad meaning it's not just uh 
not just, you know, the ring stuff or the high bar or whatnot. You know, we also include your body weight exercises in that, pull up right. push up, sit up squat. Almost Pilates esque. Very Pilates esque. We all get on our reformer and, and get very unfit. Are you lying? Yes. But you think Pilates unfit? I think that we could take anybody who claims to be a hardcore Pilates advocate wow. and wipe the floor with them. Wow. Absolutely any athlete. Have you been on a reformer? Why? Okay, I'm just asking. Why should I, why should someone who's on the reformer do CrossFit then? So they're going to go bust them. They can experience actual fitness. Right? Oh. Being, actual. Able, being able to put your foot behind your head is not fitness. Oh, my head. That's not Pilates either, but oh, my head, actual fitness. Okay. No. So anyway, the uh, no, because a few shows ago we had... Um, one of the top Pilates instructors in Boston come on, and she has a reformer that literally it's like you hang upside down and you do it. You, it's called it's called the Cadillac. It's actually called the Cadillac. And um, and I don't know, I wouldn't mess with her. <laughs> like for what she could do, I wouldn't mess with her. But um, but you, but is that it, that mentality that you're not fit unless you're CrossFit? Is that mentality something that they breed from the marketing angle, or that something that you yourself personally now are? That's something that I that I feel. Um, okay. and the reason is. It stems from our definition of fitness, and, and I know I say our and we and that kind of thing, but if I go pretending this is mine, I'm going to get my ass Right, right. so R and we. So basically R you drank the Kool-Aid on the compound. I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> the idea behind fitness as we see it is that I need to be competent at everything and the master of not much. Uh, so if you and I decide to go out and run a mile uh, – I can do it. If we decide to go out and lift 400 pounds off the ground, I can do it. Okay. 200 over my head. You say, hey, John, how about a pull-up contest? And I say, you know, you're on. So I won't. Regardless of the physical domain, you know, we can perform. Okay. So so you're saying, so you may not always be the best at it, is what you're saying. Right. But the idea of CrossFit is to be capable of it. The idea is abs- being capable of absolutely which, anything and the unexpected. I mean, right, which is know. a brilliant philosophy. I think that that. I mean, I would have to say that that as a philosophy of fitness is a very solid one. As a, as a, you know, it's when it comes into the practice that we got to talk. But but no, the the yeah, you know, I think that most people would even. I can't say most people, but it would seem that most of the guests we've had are sensible enough to get that. That if you're going to talk about fitness, it is about that notion of being competent, like you said, which or like they said, who's saying it? You or them? The mothership. We're all saying. I know the mother. Are you linked in right being now? It's beamed into my implant. Yeah, right I was going to say, did that hurt yeah. when they when they lodge that in? Um, <laughs> now, because look, here's the thing: that CrossFit gets so much flack from me. No, for so much flack in general, um, and I think it's because of the inflammatory statements. Like, if you did Pilates, you couldn't get generally fit. If you did, you know, all, all these other things and weights and yoga. So, I guess there's this idea of: uh, Are you guys actually encouraging? alienation and that's why people come back at you or is it that you know, I mean do you, do you think you know what i mean though yeah no i like absolutely CrossFit know what national. you mean i think that there's uh there's you know with any group there's a little bit of us and them and it defines you as a group I you guys really that. push the us and them come on well we uh say yeah, <laughs> who, yeah who pushes what uh you know you're gonna have a certain sect of people who are gonna say but but crossfit's open to all any of us can show up oh no it, you know well, and i've I, seen it and it is I, open to all i mean anybody can do this stuff i'm not i'm not Personally, well, I'm not on, anti the on. method. So, you know, yeah. do I respect this woman who kicks ass at Pilates? Well, yeah, in the Pilates sense. Do I think that if her and I were confronted with some random physical task um, outside of that very specific realm of Pilates, mm-hmm. that she'd be able to perform the entirety of it? I mean, I'm sitting out here looking at the bay. What if we both had to jump into that sucker, swim out to that rock, you know, pick a rock up off a uh, uh, injured person and drag them back here. Do I that think- just happened to me on my way over here, which is why I was a minute late. No. It, yeah. <laughs> Chewing on beef jerky. <laughs> I should go get that guy. Um, 
no, you uh, like all right, I get and I get what you're saying though, but um, is that so? You is that what you get off saying that like no before CrossFit there was no fitness? Like how did people do it prior to 26 years ago when that man developed something in California? You don't think I did my homework? And, you know, and came up with this brand. And then five years ago, the website hits. And now suddenly it's this national hot product. Well, let's like, step you know. back a minute and let's just <laughs> hold I on. Him, I have him stepping back. Like, let's re- remove the word CrossFit. What do we really do? do? What do we really do? We execute full body movement at high intensity. Mm-hmm. A, a very sensible definition of fit, as long as we're going to okay. go there, right? Yeah. So people were doing this they were sprinting sure. they were running they were playing sports sure, of they were doing That's gymnastics my question. right 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 they, basically crossfit has been this amalgamation of effectiveness of do you think no one else has ever amalgamated it no not at all i think that <laughs> they they wow. whoa, whoa whoa i i think they haven't called it crossfit okay you know that's what and, i mean right. and our, in the 1980s, when Arthur Jones and Nautilus were just everybody was uh, getting uh, ripped oh, by, I'm, right? I'm also not a okay. big fan. But so, okay. well, take anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We walk into a gym in 1992. The fact is that are you going to see the vast majority of people in there doing high intensity functional? Of movement? course not. Are you going to now? No. Of course not. But do we know that if we're to be prepared? for competency across this broad range of domains right. that we need to be executing functional movement at high right. intensity. Well, then that, that begs the question. That's what I'm trying to get at is where does marketing end and where does CrossFit begin? And well, if, if you know, if by that same analogy you gave me, the only proof I have is that, you know, that, that all marketing is done for fitness is get well, everybody into the gym. find some marketing for me. Where's the marketing? <laughs> have, I, you no website, have you gone to your website? Have you gone to your website? To againfaster.com? No, no, no. Againfaster.com is John, is John Gilson's website. Speed, strength, power, and progress. Check it out. No, but I mean the cross. I'm actually logging in on right now. C-R-O-S-S-F-I-T. I can spell. Um, I can only, only count in quantities of 45 as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, Fair I mean, enough. It, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, the way you guys... Do mean do all your media is, is viral? Not you, because I know that you're not one of the marketing guys. So I'm not going to call you out on marketing. Well, there aren't any marketing guys. I mean, that's the thing that you're missing. There's a website, but there's nothing out there that's going to point you to that website that originated from CrossFit. So I couldn't Google CrossFit. You could Google CrossFit, but find some find an AdWords ad from CrossFit.com. Okay. CrossFit. Find me a billboard, a commercial, a soundbite, any of that. Are these franchises? No, absolutely not. Okay, so how do you get to be a CrossFit guy? Uh, you basically have to train. One, uh, two, you do a uh, level one certification. Uh, so you do two intensive days, basically, of lecture and movement. Okay. Um, it's an introduction, and then you have to go through what we call the uh, affiliation process. And basically, you need to write an essay on your motivation for joining CrossFit. Um, you pay a licensing fee to use the CrossFit name, and okay. uh, so, you get your equipment to start your gym. Now, why did you want to do that instead of doing your own? You know, I... I Saw this. Uh, I mean, article. if you said it's an amalgamation and there is no marketing thing, and so there's really no competition theory. Sure. Well, I your... wasn't. Uh, I wasn't a CrossFit trainer. I wasn't even a trainer before I was an athlete in CrossFit. And I found an article in Men's Journal about three years ago with the top 50 fitness websites, and number three was CrossFit.com. Yeah, no marketing. Go ahead. And uh, <laughs> no marketing there. Right. 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 So. So they said, uh, you know, they named this workout. We have named workouts. And they said, you know, uh, only the fittest men in the world can do this workout. And, of course, me sitting there, I said, bullshit, I can do that workout. Oh, cousin. We went so close. FCC? Yes. We'll keep moving. We'll keep rolling. But that's all right. (laughs) Chris is literally. (laughs) Write down the date and time, Chris. No. So um, 
But anyway, so you, you, you're like, this is nonsense. I can do this. I can do this. So I found it, and I went and I did it, and it just whomped me. You know, it's just like getting run over by a truck, which to a certain segment of the population is akin to saying, let's do that again. Right, right. And um, so as far as your... You didn't have an athletic background, and now, like, you just you sort of fell into. I was it. a I was a gym rat, you know. Same. What is it? Okay, what is a gym rat? Uh, I was doing cardio bodybuilding splits. Okay. Yeah. And and now I will be the first to agree with you that that alone won't make general fitness. Of That's course, true. of course, it'll make very specific results. But you weren't going to be a bodybuilder, so why? You know, so you sort of said, why bother with this? Well, it was you know looking for the challenge. I mean, you show up at the gym every day at five o'clock. You do the same. Right, and what, what I'm saying blah, is that the logic. Well, it's kind of like this: if I was only playing basketball, the logical challenge would be a basketball game. And if I had no interest in a basketball game, then why should I be playing basketball? And the same thing sort of happened for you with the gym. Is sure, what you're yeah, that's pretty. That accurate. like the logical challenge would have been bodybuilding or powerlifting, and that didn't hold any interest. So let me find something that will challenge me. Yeah, that and is, it wasn't even that you know we knew power. I didn't even know powerlifting was out. Right, there. but I guess what I'm saying is that's yeah. what I think CrossFit has done right. Is that it? Put, uh, I think that's one of the reasons most people aren't getting fit. It isn't because of what they're doing, and this is why I disagree with CrossFit. It's not because of what they're doing. It's because there's no reason to do it, and so CrossFit gives this template of competitiveness that I think that most people can relate to. Yeah, it adds but, a motivation above sure increased muscle mass, sure. increased fat, sure. But what I'm saying is that if that like for me in terms of like training theory, that it seems that that's the real that's the real mojo. That's the thing that's going to make people get up, start exercising, start doing their work, as opposed to that it's kettlebells or that it's rings or that it's, you know what I mean? Or that it's fast. Well, those are just, you know, I, we consider those tools or at of least course. I do for a movement you do with your whole body. Right. Uh, the, the main difference there being that if I do a squat, I'm using my hip, I'm using my legs, I'm using major muscle mass. If I do uh, by contrast, a leg extension, I'm using my hamstring and my calf. Right. And you're yeah. using your whole body and building strength. So when I'm using right. my whole body, you right. know, this is the kind of stuff that prepares me to go outside and, and do use my whatever whole body. sport it is. Right. Yeah. Football, right. Well, including Pilates. So you just contradicted yourself. What's going on, man? That was so weak. That was you, not weak. You just said that you wouldn't do it. But like, could you, do you think you could? Could I do Pilates? Yeah. Uh, probably on a novice level. Yeah. Okay. I mean, All right. Yeah. And that's true. So you just, the basic functional is what we were going for. Just want, you know what I mean? I just want to tie it back. I'm not putting you on the spot. I just am not, not doing Pilates. The, <laughs> why not? Yeah, well, that's the thing is that there's that us and them again. Like, why wouldn't you do yoga? Yes, yes, no. Yoga? I have done yoga. Okay. I've done yoga. It was 105 degrees in that room. Ah, it's one oh, kind of yoga. Hey, there's actually many kinds. So you so you just did a, whatever, what did you do? Baptiste? Yeah. Yeah, oh. actually. Yeah. And, and, you know, flex Talk yoga. about cults. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, that's, I guess that counts. Well, is the flexibility from it important? I'd say yes. The CrossFit would say yes. The flexibility but from? The, from yoga. Well, that's not what yoga's for. What's yoga for? It's, do you know what yoga means? It means synthesis. Enlighten me. No, it means synthesis of, of breathing with body. So basically it's about trying to maximize, like if you're going to boil it down to biological terms, maximizing the oxygen input to the muscles. If you're going to boil it down to functional terms, it's about developing concentration with movement. Flexibility is just a nice little side thing. Kind of like CrossFit is not necessarily about, you know, getting a better squat. It's about the whole dynamic range and getting a better squat might be a, a nice and a very nice benefit to it. It's a stop along the way. What do you guys think about like people who are trying to get like the aesthetic, who want the who actually want big biceps, big and that and that's honestly their mojo. I 
you know what? Personally, I I think that it's fine. If if that is your goal, have at it. Uh, my no, job, of course. But I'm saying like, how do you, how does that interact or not interact with CrossFit? Sure, CrossFit is not going to make you huge. Right. Um, in fact, almost the opposite. If we start talking about truly right. functional, it's going to make you lean in me. And the people who who are functional, you know, they need to not only be able to execute themselves, but let's say uh, you and I are in a situation in a team situation. We're firefighters. I get knocked out. You got to carry me out of the building. I don't want right. to weigh 200 pounds. Well, I, because of your red hair, I wouldn't be able to find you. But we'll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's it. I'm off the show. No, 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 no. Don't worry. The FCC already shut us up. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. But so as far as, you know, guy, people who want the aesthetic or women who want the aesthetic, it's, you know, this isn't the place to come. Is that what you're sort of saying? Uh, no, I'd say that form follows function very much. Oh, I agree with that if we yeah. go out and um you know you you learn to sprint 400 meters in a minute if you can pick up 300 pounds off the ground sure if you can put 250 pounds over your head i'm you're not going to be a doughy you know you're not going to be arguably arguably i think that you know there's there's exceptions to every rule of course but yeah no i, I think you no know, arguably so in other words whenever i i i say i compete in bodybuilding and cross with people like roll their eyes oh he doesn't know what he's doing and that that happens without like, you don't know me is the first reaction I have. Like, you don't know all this dynamic right. stuff I might or be doing. Or the, you know, the mental dedication that it would take to do it. No, do. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, like, the diversity of the ways in which I train are not necessarily... Like, people, you hear the word bodybuilding or powerlifting or I train for football and you just see a guy doing reps or something. You don't really know what the individual athlete is doing. That comes out of CrossFitters, you know, very often. That idea of, like, you're not really doing it. Yeah, it, it's going to depend on who you talk to. Does like it, any group, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna you're gonna have bodybuilders. Like you're sitting here, you're taking this opinion, you know, into consideration. It's a show. Gonna, I have to. Yeah. I have to be. You got to be nice yeah. to me. But there I, are bodybuilders out there who hate you. you know would hate me, wouldn't give me the time of day. Why? There's there's going to be an extreme of of emotion with anything. The, uh, the, the most bodybuilders don't give me the time of day, so don't even. <laughs> so you and I are on the same page there. How's business? Good. Is it good? Booming. Who's your big Who's your big competition? In Boston. In Boston for CrossFit, CrossFit. Boston? Um, or, or anyone who might do dynamic training. Is there competition? Yeah, to a certain degree. Um, I, you know, and we're, we're like fair, boot camps and stuff like that? We're fairly insular. There's some boot camps over on the Common. Um, I know that Mike Boyle. Um, Mike Boyle. For, you know, for, my favorite. For Mike Boyle, United we still is. want you on the show. Amazing. Mike Amazing. does a lot of... Lot of and it's not under the CrossFit brand. It's not under the CrossFit brand. No, right. absolutely not. And, you know, there are, there are a handful of CrossFit gyms um, around the Massachusetts area. There's some up on the North Shore, South Shore, you know. Yep. They're around. But, but you agree it's a brand. <laughs> that is, that, see, that's the first stumper you gave me all day. Of course it's a brand. I mean, it's, it's licensed. It's trademarked. Of course it's So a arguably, brand. I mean, arguably, even though there are these certifications, and how many levels are there? 312, you said? Uh, no, there, there's uh, three. Three levels of CrossFit. So, like... Level one, you know how to do the exercise. Level two, you do you know how to train it. Level three, you 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 meet the deity with five. <laughs> yeah, it, it basically works like a, a level one certification is just an introduction. I, I showed up. Um, I've listened to you. I've tried the movements. Okay. So it's it's kind of your your one hundred and one psychology course. Hey, right. welcome to the show. Oh, so uh, they do some reprogramming. Oh, absolutely. Wow. The the implant comes during the level two though. <sighs> no, um, <laughs> little creepy. No. Um. So yeah, like. All right. Well, there is one challenge that I know that CrossFit may ha not have prepared you for that I'm going to unleash upon you. But real quickly, brand or not, is it or not? We dodge that. We dodge it slightly with the knowledge that it's legally trademarked. So, of course, it's a brand. Okay. So, it's, so technically, when you hear CrossFit brand, but at the same time, 
I mean, can we can we argue? Well, if say you're leading me into unique, the thought that is there nothing unique about CrossFit? That's what I need to know. Is there anything honest to goodness unique? Absolutely. Okay. So, but these are all exercises I can do at home. Your website says it. You can do it for free. You can do it for free. So then, how is it unique? It's unique because we've added the element of time and competition to functional movements. I can't do that at home. From, why wouldn't you be able to do it at home? I'm just you won't do it so well at home if you if you exist in your in a bubble and you simply try and get the information off. But the this community, I hear what you're saying. I'm playing devil's advocate. You can you know I'm playing devil's advocate on purpose. Sure. You know, I, it's that idea that it, this is a, what I think the real fuzzy area around CrossFit is for people in the fitness arena. Is that I mean maybe for the average Joe it's not going to matter, but as far as people in the Chris, the the fitness arena, there's this sense of like, well, wait a minute, if this is free and there's a, these time challenges, these sorts of things, and people are going to study and learn, then this information theoretically is already out there because in 2,000 years of human athletics, clearly, you know, there has been dynamic training. Well, let's do this. I mean, I could take a calculus textbook and I could hand it to you and I could say, XN, go home, study this, and come back and teach me calculus. Or you could go sit down at an introductory level calculus class. The learning curve... For the, but it isn't for the like ladder, but it's, it's not like Harvard brand. It's not like Harvard brand calculus and Yale brand calculus. It's <laughs> talk to Harvard and Yale. Yeah. I bet it is. <laughs> well, that's so the real challenge that you are not ready for is we have a regular field reporter named Mr. Kevin Quinn who calls in every week. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? Hey, Christian. How you doing? I don't think he's ready for you. I think he is. I think is, <laughs> is your competency up, John? I got your back, Christian. <laughs> So I see here that Chris Spilani notes that you're rooting that he gets to get with the gladiator chick. Is that what happens? Only, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well done. He said it. He said it. Well done, Chris. So, so Kevin, are you listening to, to John Gilson from CrossFit? I am listening to him. And I tell you, I have a little bit of um, – I'm a very much a rookie as far as CrossFit. I've actually experienced the CrossFit uh, workout session. You had a CrossFit epiphany one day. You experienced it. I did. Is it, it a brand it, experience? <laughs> it is an experience. It is different. Um, what did you do, Kevin? I, uh, I actually did a CrossFit class at uh, Revolution Fitness. And uh, what did you do? I did actually. It was just a basic course. Um, it, it was very challenging, I'll tell you. Throwing around kettlebells is a little bit different if you've never done it before. Using uh, cables and pulling your own weight and stuff like that. It's very challenging if you've never done it before. Oh, it's, i got to say, like, you know, CrossFit or any dynamic training, but, you know, certainly the CrossFit, I mean, clearly challenging. Clearly challenging. Absolutely. Now, now, I, now I have a question. I'm just going to throw this in a broad spectrum. CrossFit is excellent, and it definitely will help you. But let's just Absolutely. I just play devil's advocate because it's my show. Go ahead. Right. Let's just say you're in a situation where you're not lucky enough to be able to attend a CrossFit class. Ah, well done. Okay. Now, th- there's a lot of misconceptions or, or analogies, or however you want to call it, about cardio. Now, my trainer's philosophy is 20 minutes of intense interval cardio is what you need. Now, you see people in the gym, they're on the stairs for an hour, hour and a half. People are on the treadmill, an hour, hour and a half. How about if someone throws out something of how they feel about that? Well, I mean, it's, so you want to, what, the, what CrossFit's spin, or a, because a, he's not, you know, John is not here from CrossFit Corporate Central, but... You're you're asking John what, what's CrossFit's take on the difference general between health cardio in, intervals yeah. and long. We call that long slow distance. That hour. That hour. On we the, do too. We, yeah. <laughs> Bodybuilding and CrossFit together. It's the long. It's the long. What is it called? Long, long slow distance. Long slow distance brand experience is what we're having. Here. <laughs> no, it's nice having my own interpreter. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> 
Uh, the idea is that, yeah, um, intervals are going to be much more effective at not only melting fat and building muscle, but also in developing aerobic fitness. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to explain this, but the idea behind CrossFit is uh, that we take exercises that tax not only a large amount of muscle mass, uh, but they do so quickly. And in doing so, they call on uh, different energy systems in the body and i don't energy mean that systems? i don't mean that in a chakra kind of way you know i mean like which energy systems are glycolytic the pathway the okay. aerobic pathway uh anaerobic so we're talking about the ways your body produces and uses energy sure. um and if you do interval training you are going to be doing anaerobic training that means basically you don't have enough oxygen to supply that activity mm-hmm. now the neat thing we that not we find, but that the sports scientists find, is that when you train this way, you also develop your aerobic capacity, uh, traditionally measured as VO2 max. I'm sorry, I'm watching the clock. We're, um, we're yeah, you're like, like a 30 seconds. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> right. So if you can develop aerobic capacity, which is what these people are trying to do when they're on the treadmill for an hour, by doing something that also builds muscle mass and burns fat right. in high intensity right. fashion, right. well, why wouldn't you get your, your bang for your buck? Do you have a science degree? No. Okay, just wondering. Very good, very good. You, did you get the info, Kevin? Because I got to run. I did, and as usual, Christian, it's a pleasure to talk to you on your show. And the field reporter is saying, "See you next week." Good stuff today, Kevin. I'll talk to you a little later. Thanks, Christian. Um, the yes, and we do have to go to commercial. We stick around after the break. Absolutely. The and you're going to tell us all about your your degrees in sports science. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, it's uh, we'll do a very quick big outside contest roundup, and of course, belly up. Stick around. You are listening to The Big Inside with Christian Mady every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on Boston Sports Station, 1510 The Zone. Welcome back. Wow, we got a speed. Welcome back to The Big Inside. This is Christian Mady, a.k.a. I'm just wrapping up with John Gilson from CrossFit. That was good stuff, John. Thank you. Even though you're going to get me shut off the air. <laughs> um, and uh, you'll come back, right? Absolutely. Real quickly, what is your website? Again, faster.com. Okay, what is your website? Oh, you mean that's the name? <laughs> that's your website. I thought he was telling me say it again faster. Againfaster.com is your website. Absolutely. And you're at RevFit. Wait, RevFit. No. Oh, my God. CrossFitBoston.com. CrossFitBoston.com. And uh, we can find you there telling us to run faster again or whatever you do. You will find me there every the, day. Every day. Sweeping, mopping, <laughs> in caucus. Uh, real quickly, the Big Outside Contest Roundup for the week ending June 16, 2008. The highlights, records, recaps, notable moments, and other good stuff in the world of competitive bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman, weightlifting, and figure fitness. Not a lot happening. Although in New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey, <laughs> the Northeast Beast, this is uh, from Mike Ambrose, a regular strongman reporter for the Big Inside. He's a strongman. And he says, kudos to Linden Yard and, uh, and crew for putting together such a great contest. Can strongmen say... Kudos, I don't know, I guess so. Uh, he basically said that the venue was great. The entire contest w- took place under a covered pavilion, which reduced the sun exposure thing. Uh, this was uh, Big Mike. You've heard him on and off the show giving reports on contests. This was his first contest in the Masters division. And he weighed 245 pounds at six feet, and was the, but was the lightest of the three old men in his class, by at least 20 pounds. Um, and anyway, he came in second. Thank you. Good job, Mike. Uh, coming up this weekend in bodybuilding... OCB Judgment Day, Sunday, Saturday, June 21st. It's, uh, yeah, this Saturday, June 21st, 10 a.m. at Cape Cod Community College, West Barnstable. Judgment Day. If you go there, they'll judge you. 
And uh, upcoming wheelchair bodybuilding championships happened this past week, and I have not yet heard from my buddy Nick Scott to find out what the results were. I will have those for you guys next week. What about CrossFit Super Contest thing coming up? Uh, the CrossFit Games in Aromas, California on the 5th and the 6th. It's Where, California? Uh, Aromas. Aromas. On July 5th and 6th? On July 5th and 6th. And now, do you have to, could anybody go? Anybody could go, and I, I'd love that if someone who was a CrossFitter Are you going to go? Up. Come on. Dude, plane tickets, California. Will you give us an update on what happens? Absolutely. You, like, email us or, or call in or whatever? Somebody has to. Somebody has to. Now, your favorite part of every show. Hit it, Chris. They seem like underdogs, long shots, crackpots. But we honor these unsung heroes of the physique world, the newsmakers who give it their all, only to get flushed away in a valiant blaze of glory and go. Yes. This week, we recognize... Anyone who has ever discussed anything that's been shoved between Jason Jombie's butt cheeks. Now, last week we poked fun at the Red Sox. So what kind of Boston-based show would we be if we didn't also poke fun at the Yankees? And we know we might be a little late to the game with this one, but the sheer horror of this little act of sports news zealousy deserves the belly up no matter how recently it occurred. The New York Post did a report a few weeks back which revealed a little too much information about the athletic gear worn by Yankee ball player Jason Jambi. No, not about his glove, not about his cleats, but rather about the the gold-colored thongs Jambi claims to wear under his uniform. Got that? A story about a baseball player in a thong. Pro athlete, metallic gold, anal floss. During the game. The scrotal eye patch and a baseball cap. That's what this is about. Right. Anyway, how could something like that qualify as news? We don't know. There's your belly up. Someone assumed we that we actually wanted this kind of psychological scarring. Okay, so are you done clawing out your eyes to remove the visual horror? Good, because we, we think you can agree that it was ju- it was hard to decide who deserves this belly up award more. Is it the New York Post for even reporting this story? Is it Jason Jambi for proudly revealing his cringe-inducing proclivities? Or is it the other Yankee players who have, <laughs> who have actually begun joining him? in this creepy choice of athletic support. We say put them all in the sling. <laughs> so for giving us a story that's its own visual jo- joke, thus saving us the trouble of needing to come up with one on our own, for giving us Red Sox fans yet one more compelling reason to believe that the Yankees really do suck, and for wedging into our minds yet one more embarrassing fact about pro baseball players, we'd like to thank you, Jason Giambi and New York Post sports reporters, for going. And... That's our show. My timing was off. That's our show for this week. We'd like to thank our guest, John Gilson. Be sure to join us again next week on The Big Inside and every Monday night at 6 p.m. We'd like to, uh, The show today was co-produced today by the Physiculture Collaborative, along with a guy who wears a suspender thong in the booth, Chris Villani. As always, we'd like to throw special thanks out to 1510 The General Manager, Anthony Pepe, who's currently attending his own caucus, debating the humor of the word caucus. Tune in next Monday and every Monday at 5 p.m. Stay tuned for The Sports Cave with Jail and Rob and all the bats in The Sports Cave. <laughs> That's your workout for the week. I am Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for the Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Hi, this is Christian Mady for the Big Inside. If you're listening, maybe you like us. And if you like us, we could sure use your support. Why not advertise with the Big Inside? We offer live on-air ads on 1510 The Zone. You can sponsor a segment of the show or even sponsor an entire podcast. Our rates are dirt cheap and we love to negotiate. We need your help to stay on the air, so if you appreciate what we're doing, please lend a hand. 
drop us a line at info at TheBigInside.com or go to www.TheBigInside.com and click on the advertise link. There you can download an entire press kit that says our basic race. With a vibrant audience in the greater New England area, as well as a loyal national and even international audience, trust me, The Big Inside is the market you want to get your message out to. Thanks again for listening to The Big Inside, and thanks for your support. Until the next show, remember, big is what you find on the inside.